to Matthew chapter number 28. Matthew chapter number 28. I want, where's our, where's our, our parking team at? Where's our parking team at? I, I need them real quick. Brother, did they, did they come in? Where are they at? Where's, where's Brother Dole at here? Come on up, guys. Come on up. Come on up on the platform. All the parking team. It's all of you, huh? Where are they at? Come on, guys. Come on. Put your cigarettes out. Get in here. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on up here. We got some more. I saw one coming out the aisle. He should have zip lined down. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Got some more. Come on up, guys. Quick, 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 quick. That's it. Come on. This is the only time you're allowed to run in church. All right. Come on. Here we go. All right. Come on up, Doc. Amen. Hey, these guys, rain, sleet, snow, it doesn't matter. They're out there in that parking lot serving you, blessing you, helping. Appreciate them this morning. Appreciate them this morning. Amen. Listen, they are a truly, truly a great blessing to all of us, but especially to first-time attenders. We want to do everything we can to make a great impression to first-time attenders because you never get a second chance to make a... How many of y'all appreciate what these guys do? Amen? Amen. All right. How many of of y'all are glad they're on the property doing their thing? All right. Good, 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 good. Now, I have gotten word that some of y'all ain't paying attention to them. We are having parking issues because some of you think you own the property. Hello? Uh, we can't just park anywhere we want to park because we, we have a system to help people get in and out. And, and when these guys say, that don't mean go. Are we, are we clear? Now, I need you to help me with this. I need you to help me with this because these guys are shy, timid. You know, they're not going to get all sideways with you, but I will. All right, these are volunteers. They don't get paid anything. They're out there because they love you and they love Jesus, okay? So I need y'all to help me, help me. We've got a system now that we have developed that uh, the, first, the first instance is a warning, the second is a tire. And the third is two tires. And if you're wondering what that means, try it and find out, Amen. Amen. Hey, give them one more hand. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, man. Hey, what they do is a tremendous blessing to our, our, our church and our community and our people. Isn't it good to be saved? Man, I want to tell you, I am jacked up, but y'all ain't going to believe. Y'all ain't going to believe what happened to me this weekend. I was, I was scheduled to uh, speak at a men's conference in Columbus, Ohio. Y'all know what's in Columbus, Ohio? Ohio State University. Is there anybody from Ohio in the house? Is there anybody from Ohio in the house? Anybody that's from Ohio? Are you a Buckeye fan? Okay, we're going to call security. Okay, all right, all right. Anybody else? Because you're not going to appreciate what happened. Uh, there, I'm in this men's conference and I'm, I mean, it is slam jam packed with testosterone. Are y'all with me? 
They had a former, a former strength and conditioning coach from Ohio State University, and he had muscles everywhere. Matter of fact, all the speakers had muscles but me. And he was up, and he was just going after it, and they were doing them, them Ohio State chants. The, the, the speaker would say, O-H, and they'd holler out, I-O, O-H, I-O, O-H, I-O, no. And he was just getting to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting there. I'm just spitting all I could take. And then, and then the next speaker got up, and he starts preaching the word. And, I mean, he is getting with it. Now, y'all know, I, 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 when they get with it, I get with it with them. Amen? And so he's going after, and he's preaching. I'm on the edge of my seat, and I'm just getting just jazzed up. And, and, and then I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, he pointed at me, and he said, Alabama. And before I knew it, I said, Roll Tide. I mean, I mean, it went like. <laughs> Brother Steve said I should have jumped up and said, SEC, SEC. You know. I... Hey, stuff happens to me. I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. And, and you, there's another thing you don't do. You don't wear headphone beats on an airplane and forget that nobody can hear you singing. It was a classic, Hunk of Hunk of Burning Love by Elvis, amen. Oh! Yeah. All right. Now that you're ready to fire your preacher, amen. Hey, commission, commission. Look in Matthew chapter number 28. Uh, uh, let's get, I, I tell you what, I appreciate Brother Tim and what he's doing and the ministry there. And listen, I want you to appreciate him too. I want everybody, I want you to go by that table and let him know that you're praying for him. We're not just supporting him financially. We're supporting him spiritually with prayers. Amen? Amen. All right, let's look. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 18. Verse number 18. Now, if you're there, say amen. amen. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power. Amen. <laughs> I know where I'm going and I want to hurry up and get there. Amen. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. Therefore. You, you, amen. You remember when you see the word therefore? You read before it to find what it's there for. Now because, because he has all power. We can go. Are y'all with me? He says, therefore, therefore, go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. 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 This has been known as and, and has been proclaimed as what we call the Great Commission. Say that with me. The Great Commission. And that's what we're going to talk about the next four weeks. We're going to talk about the Great Commission. We're going to talk about what God has put in us, through us, for us, that we could do for Him. Are you all with me? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings and your mercy. 
Thank you for your kindness. Lord, thank you for, uh, Lord, the singing. Thank you for Brother Martin and his family and the efforts and, the, and, and what they are doing on the mission field in our prisons in America. Thank you for the souls that were saved last week. Lord, there, I pray to God that you'll just move in his heart and his life and his family and his wife and those precious children. I pray that you'll just put a hedge about them, keep them safe, provide for every need that they have. Lord, I don't want them to endure the mission field. I want them to enjoy the mission field. Lord, I pray that you'll move upon them. I pray that you'll move upon us to, do, to accomplish your perfect will and do what you'd have us to do. And God will thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. This series is called Commissioned. We need to understand that we are commissioned. Jesus came. He spent three and a third years upon this earth training his disciples, training these men, spending time with them, one-on-one discipleship, personally uh, teaching them and training them and guiding them and directing them, uh, giving them what they would stand in need of. And then at the end of the training, before Jesus went back to heaven, he said, listen, this is what you've been trained to do. This is why I came to, uh, uh, to minister to you, to train you, to put you together, to develop you, because I have a job for you. I have a job for you. I have a responsibility to you. And when we know what that is, it says go preach the gospel to every creature. We have been commissioned by God. If you are a child of God, if you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you are a Christ follower, you have been commissioned. You have a responsibility. You have a job. And what is that? To preach the gospel to every creature. It is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to all four corners of this earth, to every people group, to every person. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Everybody needs to know that there was a Savior who loved them even in their sin and died for their sin on an old rugged cross who shed his life's blood so that they could be free, so that they could be saved, so they could be redeemed. They need to know that Jesus has offered free salvation and free redemption to every soul. Everybody ought to know. We have a responsibility to get the gospel to every creature. He says, go ye into all the world. Now, now, let's sum that up a little bit. Let's sum that up a little bit. The world population is currently at 7.3 billion people. That's a lot of heads. Say amen. 7.3 billion people. The United States, the United States population is 322 million. Alabama is 4.8 million. Coleman is uh, presently at 81,289. Listen, I've heard people say that Temple's too big. Temple's too big. This, this building will seat uh, 1,700 except for the cheesy seats. If you take them out, it's 1,600. Don't look at me like that. No, why do you think nobody's sitting in them? Y'all with me? So we're seating 1,600. We have two services, but there's 81,000 people in Coleman. Don't tell me we're too big. Don't tell me we're too big when there's that many people who don't know Jesus outside of these walls. Are y'all with me? We have a responsibility. We have a purpose. We have to get the gospel out. Now, when we look at it, it is so so massive. It is so big. Now, look, let me me go into a little more detail. There are 16,404 people groups on the planet. People groups. All right? Out of that... 
out of that, there are 6,649 people groups that have never been reached with the gospel. You hear about Jesus every week. You could hear about him every day. But there are people groups all over this world who have never heard the gospel, who have never seen Jesus loves me, this I know for my Bible tells me so. They've never heard about the baby in a manger. They've never heard about Jesus turning water into wine. They've never heard about Jesus walking on the water. They've never heard that there was a Savior, the Son of God, who died on a cross so they could be forgiven. They've never heard. And it says, listen, they have not the knowledge of God. And I speak this to your shame. What's the point? We got a big job ahead of us, don't we? We have a great responsibility in front of us. I mean, when we look at it, it seems overwhelming. When we look at it, it seems impossible. How in the world are we going to do it? It, 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 listen, we are living in a totally anti-God society. A totally anti-Christ society. We've got people that don't even believe God, don't even believe the Bible, thinks it's a fairy tale. We have ISIS and all the, the economic problems and all this. How in the world are we going to get the gospel to every creature? This is impossible. Now, if you just look, watch this. If you just look at verse 19 and 20... <clears throat> If you, and matter of fact, most of my life, most of my life, y'all remember, I grew up in church my whole life. Most of my life, anytime I heard somebody preach on the Great Commission, that's the two verses they use. And they always started with go. They always started with go ye therefore in all the world. Go, go, go. This is your responsibility. This is the job. This is, this is what, this big thing. But Jesus didn't start with go. Jesus didn't start with a big responsibility. Jesus didn't start with a big job. He didn't say that. He said, before I tell you what you're going to do, you need to know something about me, that I have all power, all power in heaven and in earth. Somebody say amen. Say, what, what does that mean to us? Oh, it means a whole lot. It should be of great encouragement. This word power this word power, it really, it, it takes two meanings. It has the meaning of ability. It has the meaning of strength or a force, ability. But not just that. More importantly, it has authority. It means ability and authority. And authority is the right to use the ability. And what Jesus is saying, he said, before you take a first step, before you try your first effort, you need to understand, I have all ability and I have all power in heaven and in earth. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. I, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, I just want to deal with that, that verse today. We'll talk about the rest of it throughout the month, but, but I want to talk about that one verse. Just three words. Just three words. There's enough, there's enough truth in these three words to keep us for months, but I, I want to I just... I, Say amen, this is good. All power is given unto me. Now watch, here's what I want. I want you to take this. Three words, all, power, and given. Here's the first word, all. Let's look at this. Number one, if you're taking notes, writing this down, I want you to see the bounds, <clears throat> the bounds of his authority. 
the bounds of his power, his ability. Preacher, are are there bounds? He says all. That means this. He is limitless in his power. He is limitless in his ability. He has all power. There are no boundaries. What does that mean? Anywhere you go, any country you find yourself in, any culture that you are, he has authority. He has authority in America. He has authority in Africa. He has authority in Asia. He has authority in the Sudan. He has authority in Germany. He has, the, listen, authority in the deepest, darkest areas of Africa. And thank God he has authority in the prison system today. There's no limit to his authority. There's no limit to his, no matter where you go, he has authority. Not only that, but the second word. And I'm going to hunker down in the third one. That's why I'm trying to hurry up and get there. Amen. Number two, not only do we see the bounds, it's limitless. He says, I have all authority. I have all power. I have all ability, force, strength, whatever you want to put there. Not only do we see the word all, but we see the word power. We see the word power. Now, we find the bonds or the bounds, but then write this down. I want you to see the blessings, the blessings of this authority. Now, it's, starting, it's going to start to get good right here. <clears throat> it's going to start to get good right here. Uh, how many of you, how many of you had siblings growing up? Raise your hand if you had siblings, brother, sister, anybody. Raise your hand real high so I can see it. I'm blind. Over here. All right, see, okay. All right. How many of you had this going on in in in, in, in your family, uh, one of your brothers or sisters was doing something that you wasn't real tickled about. Maybe they were picking on you or maybe they, were, they, they had something that belonged to you or, or, or whatever and, and you went to them and said, give me that back. Y'all with me? Give me that back. Or stop doing that. How many of y'all have done that before? Come on, let's be honest. All right, how far did that get you? If you had siblings like mine. But if you ever left their presence and got with your father and explained the situation and your father said, you tell them I said. Y'all with me? And then... You were walking like John Wayne. I mean, you had the Duke swag going on. And when you got to them, you said, let me tell you something right now. Dad said. Now, you see, the difference between the first situation and the second situation is now you are speaking with authority. Now, you did not come in your name. You came in the Father's name. You came in the name which is above every name. You came in the name that has power. You came in the name that has ability. You came in the name that has force. That's why Peter came to the lame man. Listen, when he went up into the temple in the hour of prayer in Acts chapter number 3, he said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Rise up in the name of Jesus rise up and walk preacher what are you saying 
When you go and share the gospel, when you go and preach and you go and teach and you go and witness, you need to understand something. You're not going in your name. You're not going in your authority. You're not going in your power. You're going in a name that is above every name. You're going in a name that has power and authority. Somebody say amen. Hey, that's good stuff. Why do you think, why do you think Peter... Listen, when this man was standing here whole, he was standing here healed. And they all gathered around and they were blown away. They couldn't believe it. He said, why are you surprised? And then he said this, why are you looking at us as if by our power or by our name that we have done? No, no. Y'all with me? He even went on to say, When they were interrogating him, he said, listen, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. But by the name of Jesus. Boy, I tell you, when you go and say daddy said, that's a game changer. What did he say? What did he say? What did Peter say at the the gate? He said, get up because Jesus said That's why he said, when you pray, pray in this name. Listen, it is Jesus that is endorsing the check. Say amen. Don't look at your problem. Look at the authority behind the commission. The word commission, the word commission means to send with command or in order with authority means to authorize or to empower. Jesus has commissioned us. He's given us a command, an order with authority. Hudson Taylor said it this way. Hudson Taylor said, The Great Commission is not an option to be considered. It is a command to be obeyed. Well, what does that mean? We don't have to think of whether we're going to support missions. We don't have to pray about it. I'm going to pray about it. Pray about it. You don't have to pray about something you already know. I don't have to pray about whether to commit adultery. Are y'all with me? We already know it's wrong. I've heard people say some of the dumbest stuff. Something that they know the Bible completely is completely adamantly against. They say, well, I'm going to pray about it. I can save you the prayer. You don't have to pray about that. Y'all with me? I don't have to pray about whether I'm going to cheat on my wife. God said no. And Tammy said, I'll kill you. (laughs) Tammy said, if you cheat on me, I don't believe in divorce. I said, wonderful. She said, I'll kill you. (laughs) You don't have to pray about some stuff. We don't have to pray of whether we should support missions. It's not an option. It's a command. It's a command. Are y'all with me? It's a command to be obeyed, not an option to be considered. P.F. Bree said this, We are debtors to every man to give him the gospel in the same measure in which we have received it. I love this here too. This is great. David Livingston said this, If a commission by an earthly king is considered an honor, how can a commission by a heavenly king be considered a sacrifice? Wow. Let me give you the last one. Let me give you the last one. I love this one. 
the basis for this authority. We saw the bounds, all power, all authority, all the bounds. Uh, power, that's the blessing. That's the blessing. We're not in this alone. I don't have to preach by myself. Some of y'all don't, don't know this. Those that are close, really close to me, you know this because you've been with me enough to, to, to know this about me. This scares me to death. When I got on that plane four times in the last two days, I'm praying to God that there, I'd be by myself or that the other person would be a deaf mute. And I don't mean that bad. I'm just telling you. I'm just being honest. I know... Until y'all can afford a better preacher, I'm what you got. Amen. <laughs> just, I'm just nervous. I, I, when I get with people that I don't know, it just, I, I get so nervous. I'm shy by nature. Oh, you get up in front of a thousand people, two thousand people every week. Yeah, but I'm not by myself. There's something that takes place. I did not walk up on this platform by myself. You may not be able to see him, but he's right here. He's right here. And when you go to share the gospel, when you go to witness to your friends, when you go to accomplish the great commission, you need to understand something. You will never be by yourself. He will be with you. He will give you the power to accomplish it. And he will give you the words to say. The blessing of his authority. But then I want you to see something. This, this, may, this, this probably, you might not get anything out of it. This is my favorite part. This just had me walking this high off the ground. He said, all power is, what's that next word? Given unto me. Given. What do you mean given? You're the son of God. You're God. Why did it have to be given to you? Didn't you already have it? Didn't, didn't we see him speaking? Didn't we see him speaking? And they said, Lord, have mercy. We've never heard anybody speak like him because he speaks with one having authority. He exercised authority in his teaching. He stood on the bow of a ship in the midst of a storm, in the midst of a raging sea, and says, peace, be still. And they say, we've never seen it like this before. He has power over even nature itself, even over the winds and the waves. He exercised power and authority. He had authority over demonic, demonic beings. Demons had to flee when he spoke. What do you mean? What do you mean it was given? I saw him walk on water. I, I seen him exercise authority all the time. So what's, I don't get that. Oh boy. Let's do a little study. How about it? In Philippians chapter number two, you're going to learn something that is so precious about the Lord Jesus Christ. It's so precious. 
Don't ever believe, don't ever believe the fallacy and the, and the heresy that, that Jesus is a created being. In John 1 it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. He said, Before Abraham was, I am. In Genesis it says, Let us make man in our image. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. He didn't, he didn't begin, He didn't start His being in a manger in Bethlehem. He's always been God. He'll always be God. Somebody say amen. He's always had power. He's always had authority. So what does that mean? It was given me. How can something be given you if you already got it? Do y'all ever think like me? Doesn't that, is this, does this make sense? Let's look in Philippians chapter number 2. I got it right here on the screen if you don't have it. <clears throat> Philippians chapter number 2. Hallelujah. Let, th- th- what, what you're going to learn right now is going to make Jesus so precious to you. And so wonderful to you. To see what he actually did when he came. Philippians chapter number 2 verse 5. <clears throat> Let this mind be in you, which was also in, all right, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In other words, he's God. He's God. Jesus is God. He is a member of the Trinity. He's a member of the Godhead. He is God. Say amen. Now watch what he does. Watch what he does. And for us, by the way. But. Verse 6, he's God. Verse 7, but. Made himself of no reputation. And took upon him the form of a servant. And was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Now, the word where we, in verse 7, but made himself of no, this is the word ekinousin. And the word literally means to empty or to neutralize, to empty himself. In other words, When he came to this earth and he took upon human form, he was human. Now, don't ask me to explain stuff that we're probably not going to understand completely until we get to heaven. But I'm telling you the fact. He was God, but he limited himself to being human. He neutralized. He set bounds. He set limits. In other words, everything he did on earth, he did as a human. He did it in submission. He did it in total, complete obedience to the Father. In other words, he never 
acted in his own will. He never used his power outside of the perfect will of the Father and the Father telling him to use it. Why do you think Why do you think the devil in the wilderness, when he was being tempted, he had fasted 40 days, and he was trying to tempt Jesus to use his power and his ability outside of the Father's will and turn the stones into bread? Why do you think, why do you think that there there would be times he'd have to pray all night long seeking the will of his Father? seeking the power of his father and the ability to use it in the right way. He never acted independently of his father. He said, I always do the will of my father. I must work while it is day, for the night cometh when no man can work. He said at 12 years old, he said, wish ye not that I must be about my father's business. And as he walked on this earth for 33 years, He did it as a human. And the miracles that he performed, he did it through his father. In total submission to his father. When he was was starving in the wilderness, yes, he was hungry. He got hungry just like you and I. But he never, he never acted outside of the father's will. He limited himself to complete humanity. Are y'all with me? Until the cross. When Calvary came, he was nailed to a cross. He was beaten. He was betrayed. And he was sacrificed on a cross. And they took him off a cross in, in, in suspected defeat. And they placed him in a tomb. And when they put him in a tomb, all of the demons raged. And all of the devils celebrated. And all of the, listen, the wicked people, they knew, they, we've got him, we've got him, we've got him. But on the third day, on the third, hallelujah, on the third day, he got up. And when he got up, he was different than when he went down. Every time you see him before, it was humble. It was lowly. He went to the slaughter as a sheep. He opened not his mouth. He was in complete humility and obedience to the Father. But at the resurrection, Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1 verse 3, concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, watch, 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 and declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. In other words, through the whole time, 33 years, he acted completely dependent on the Father. But after the resurrection, he says, I don't have to do that anymore. It's all mine. 
I have all power. I have all authority. Listen, here's the point. He doesn't just have power and authority because of his office or his person or who he is. He has power and authority because of what he did for you. He died and he rose again so that we could be free, so we could have life eternally. Give him praise and glory in the house today. Yes. He earned the right. He earned the right by Calvary. He earned the right. He didn't have to. He was already God, yet he did it anyway. He earned the right to tell you what to do. He earned the right to tell you where to go. He earned the right to tell you how to live. He earned the right to commission you and give you your responsibility to get the gospel to every creature. Somebody ought to shout. Think about this. Think about this. Let me put it in terms we can understand. Let's say you love grub worms. Let's say you love grub worms. These grub worms are going to die. Unless somebody does something for the grub worm. And you decided to become a grub worm. So you could rescue them other grub worms. I know this is crude. But maybe this will will help somebody get it. But you need to understand, the moment you become a grub worm, you'll be a grub worm forever and ever and ever and ever. Jesus will always be in human form. The Word became flesh and dwelled among us. The Word, the second member of the Godhead, became human. He became the grub worm. Forever. He did that for you. How can you sit in that chair and not believe and understand how precious Jesus is? And what he did. And son, when he got out that grave, the father put it all in his son. So he stood in that moment and said, you go. But before you go, you need to know something. All power, all authority, all rights have been given unto me. (laughs) That would make a dead Presbyterian shout. If you're a Presbyterian in here, you're in a good spot. Amen. <laughs> y'all Baptists don't get sideways. I've seen y'all dead too, so don't even act like that. All, all authority. Jesus is not going to send you to accomplish a task that he doesn't have the power to give you to accomplish it. So when you leave this building, and the devil says you can't, you can, you can be just like your sibling. When you said, Daddy said, you say, hey, Jesus said. I'm not preaching in my authority. I'm not preaching in, I'm preaching in the authority of Jesus Christ. Dr. Craig Edwards is a great friend of mine. <clears throat> he really, really inspired me. He said, study the word.
Don't preach your opinion. Don't preach what you think. Take the book and preach the book. He said, if you get outside of the book, you're on your own. He said, but if you preach that book, he said, God's got your back. You know what he's saying? You're preaching with authority. And all God's people say it. Let's stand. Let's stand. You have authority. You have power. You have power.